Hola amiga, welcome to the Amiga Arise podcast. I'm Priscilla Gomez, your host and hopefully an amiga for a journey of learning, growing, and thriving. I'm a licensed clinical therapist with a trauma history of my own, but I was transformed by the call that God has placed on my life. And I'm here to share how the clinical world taught me how to begin my healing process, but ultimately only God was able to heal the darkest areas of my past. Amiga, I know you are smart, driven, successful, and ambitious, but yet there seems to be something missing. You might be wondering why peace and joy are lacking in your life. Amiga, welcome. I can bet you have walked through some dark paths yourself, and maybe you're wondering if God is even real or why suffering exists or what your true purpose is here on earth. Amiga, I hear you. But if you're ready to take a deeper look, find freedom, and step into flourishing God's way, I'm here to lend a helping hand as you step into your healing and your faith-filled life. So open up that journal, pop in those AirPods, and take a deep breath. We're about to embark on a beautiful journey of arising to your true self. Hola amiga, welcome back. So good to have you here and um, venturing on this podcast with me. I know the last couple sessions I spent talking about when is a good time to start therapy or life coaching and what is the difference between therapy and life coaching. And I hope that that was helpful and useful to you all. And um, I'm here as a resource. If you need me, I would be happy to refer you to some resources and how to best find a therapist in your area. Of course, I'm most only familiar with um, California because that's where I live but um, in the U.S. and how to um, just get plugged in uh, via your health insurance and um, other outlets. But one of the things that I mentioned a couple times on the last two episodes and in most of my episodes is this idea of spiritual health and being spiritual health, spiritually healthy. And it stayed with me as I was reflecting and getting ready to record these next few episodes. And it dawned on me that maybe I hadn't explained that thoroughly and or there might be a lack of awareness of what that definition could look like, feel like, and be like for each of you individually. And to be honest, it took me a minute to really get my head wrapped around how I wanted to discuss this topic today. And I was feeling a bit intimidated by this topic because I find myself in a spiritually healthy place myself and I've talked about coming to a place of surrender with my relationship with God and in particular right in my Christian walk but I realize and recognize that those of you listening may not identify as a Christian and or may have some questions about God and may not even know where to begin that process. So I think that just identifying that in the get-go for myself and saying, hey, this is a bit of a vulnerable space for me. And I did feel intimidated by it because by no means do I, you know, call myself an expert in this um, or am trying to elude that I know best or know it all. I'm quite on the opposite end of that spectrum. I Um, I kind of feel humbled by the fact that I don't know it all and that I am in the season of my life where I am just so eager to learn more about my faith, um, but that I have this true connection and relationship with God. And um, that's the way I define my spiritual health, right? My relationship with God and what that 
looks like on a day-to-day basis and how that impacts my decision-making and my responses on, on a regular basis with those around me. Because just as I'm not perfect and I can lose self-control when it comes to frustrations and things that may anger me, I am also around humans who have frustrations and limitations and I have to make an active decision in the moment and um, sometimes, you know, minutes or or days later to respond in a different way um, depending on what's happening. But that's just a little insight as to the journey of getting to the topic of today and just me being open, honest, and vulnerable about that, that I don't feel 100% qualified to talk on this, but I felt that it is extremely important um, and something that I brought into my prayer life and asking God, okay, what is it that you want me to touch on today on this topic of spiritual health and being spiritually healthy? And what came to mind for me, friends, is my own walk um, in terms of when I wasn't in a strong relationship with God, like I kind of believed, I'm talking about like my 20s, um, probably in grad school, and I came across uh, Brene Brown's work, and I don't think I've mentioned her before um, on the podcast, but I am a huge Brene Brown fan, um, so you might be hearing about her more um, on my podcast. Um, she is a also a licensed clinical social worker, but also got her doctorates in social work. And so she does a lot of great work um, in the field and has kind of crossed over to the um, pop culture lane, right? She didn't just stay a researcher in the academia life or world. And she has some YouTubes and TED Talks that went viral. And that's kind of where... Um, most of her visibility came from, and now she has Netflix specials, and um, I think now she's on, is it Hulu or HBO? (laughs) She's all over the place now, Um, and has had some interviews with Oprah and, you know, all the good stuff. I say Brene Brown is the Beyonce of social work, and also a huge Beyonce fan, so you've learned a little bit more about me today. I hope that I can kind of break this down for you a little bit and give you a little insight as to how even in the clinical world we try to define spirituality and what that means to your well-being. And so I want to start with with my journey as to finding spirituality or defining spirituality in my own life when it came to reading these quote-unquote secular books, but because Brene Brown by no means calls herself a Christian author. She is of Christian background um, and she does talk about her faith and her relationship with God, but that's not her, her primary reason for writing. Hers is to make her research accessible to the public um, and not just in some uh, researcher journal in the academic world, like I had mentioned before. But she, one of the first reasons she went into researching um, some emotional pain was this idea of shame and how to overcome shame and how some people had resiliency and others seem to have less of it. In one of her books, The Gifts of Imperfection, it's one of her first books. She has many and I will cite some of the readings or some of her books in the show notes. I won't cite all her books because I'm not 
taking stuff from all of them today, but I will give you a couple sites and the book that I'm mentioning. She um, talks about this, the term resiliency and the ability to overcome adversity, right? And why um, researchers have spent a lot of time understanding why some people are able to bounce back from hardship or trauma, right? Um, one of the biggest things that the clinical world has spent time researching is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with, um, really started with diagnosing veterans coming back from war and having PTSD, right? A loud bang of firework would trigger a memory of an episode at, at war. But what was fascinating in the research was that not everyone develop PTSD. So there was this big question like, wow, everyone experienced the same trauma and yet not everyone's having the same response. So one of the things that Brene looked at into her research and she identifies some five common factors in building resiliency in people, meaning that that bounce back, that um, ability to overcome adversity. She names five things. One of them was people who are resilient have are resourceful and are good at problem solving. Um, another is they're more likely to ask for help. A third would be the ability to hold the belief that they can do something that will help them to manage their feelings and to cope. So it's this deeply rooted belief, right? And number four, they have a social support system available to them. And five, they're connected with others and it could be family or friends. So there's um, this five tier kind of most common factors that help people who are resilient or who we identify as resilient in the research. But one of the things that she talks about, and I will quote her here, is the stories had more in common than just resiliency. All these stories were about spirit. She goes on to say, according to the people I interviewed, the very foundation of the protective factors, the only thing that made them bouncy uh, was their spirituality. By spirituality, I'm not talking about religion or theology, but I'm talking about the shared and deeply held belief. Based on the interviews, here's how I define spirituality. So this is how Brene Brown defines spirituality. Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. Practicing spirituality brings a sense of perspective, meaning, and purpose in our life. And so from this foundation of spirituality, Brene Brown says there are three significant patterns that emerge in the essence or the essentials to be resilience. And she says the patterns that emerge are one, cultivating hope, two, practicing critical awareness or self-awareness, and three, letting go of numbing and or taking the edge off vulnerability, discomfort, and pain. I know I threw a lot at you here in this definition, and again, I will cite this, um, this, the source that I'm pulling this from, This, but this is coming directly from her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, which I would highly recommend also reading. It's a great introduction to her work, uh, very short and simple to read, but so profound in her um, giving of these kind of nuggets of information. And... I kind of want to sit here with her definition of recognizing and celebrating that we are inextricably connected to one another and this higher power that is greater than ourselves. In her book, she says, 
that higher power for her is God. For some people, like her dad, she says it's fishing. And, you know, so we all have a different relationship to this term of spirituality. I also like the definition that she gives in her book, Dare to Lead, but she's quoting um, one of her mentors, um, Pittman McBee, um, sorry, McHeap, and I'm so butchering his last name. Pittman says, spirituality is the deep human longing to experience the transcendent in our ordinary life. It is the expectation to experience the extraordinary in the ordinary and the miraculous in the mundane and the sacred camouflaged in the profound. Again, these are just some definitions of what other people have defined as spirituality, but I think it's a great place to start to think about your own spiritual health and where are you on this, so to speak, spectrum of understanding who you are and maybe where you come from and where you're going, right? Bernays Brown research is saying that there are three significant patterns that emerge as being essential to resiliency. And that's one, cultivating hope, two, practicing critical self-awareness and letting go of the numbing um, when you're experiencing vulnerability, discomfort, or pain. And the reason I bring this up is because this was essentially the reason why I came to terms with my own spiritual journey. Um, I knew there was something lacking in my life. Like I, I feel like I felt like I had some resiliency in me. I had a little bit of a bounce back, but it wasn't to the the full potential that I knew I could bounce bounce back to. I was getting stuck in truly accepting this fundamental hope in the future and lacking some severe um, self-awareness of my behaviors and definitely numbing out a lot of my vulnerabilities, discomfort, and pain. And I related with Brene Brown's story. She talks about it um, very vocally in her books and in her talks, how she used to use alcohol, food, um, you know, partying as a way of numbing or TV, you know, so I can totally relate with with that experience and we all can fall short of feeling or experiencing our full self and moments of you know eating eating too much sugar spending too much money um going out with friends to kind of avoid the feeling of whatever blank that could be for you or for myself right but when it is an overwhelming sense and you can't get out of that, that that's when maybe seeking some spiritual guidance would be um, significant for you and your health. There's so much research um, linking the benefits of spiritual, physical, and mental health all together. As trained therapists, we're all trained to do biopsychosocial spiritual assessments. Where is the individual at? The where is the individual at in these sectors? We are trained to assess these things because they're all interconnected. And it just gives me kind of a beautiful picture of like how are we are interconnected mind, body, and spirit. And so is like, so are we with others, right? S- such as Brene Brown's um, definition of spirituality. I kind of wanted to do a little deeper dive here in... Um, understanding 
the meaning of spirit and spirituality. Um, a lot of people say mind, spirit, soul. Um, in the Christian realm, so to speak, we we combine soul and mind. Like that's together. The mind is the soul. The mind is the one thinking, acting from that place of, of thought. Um, body obviously is the physical body that we're in, but spirit, spirit is that connection to to God, right? Um, and I I found the the definition of spirit uh, derives from the Latin word spiritus, meaning breath, courage, vigor, or life, right? So in one article that I read, it says spirituality comes from the Latin word spiritus, meaning breath or life. Different worldviews may result in different spiritualities. Just to give you a little more background on that, right? So if spirit means breath or courage or vigor or life and this connection to God, it's so much more profound than just the mind and thought processes. And I just found it so interesting in the same article, the definition of health and heal is explained to be coming from the word holy, from the biblical Greek word sozo, meaning to heal or to save. Um, and another Greek word that comes from that is soteria, meaning salvation or health, this total well-being. Um, so it just, it blows my mind to kind of take this journey into understanding where our words even come from and the meaning behind them. And to, to say spiritual health is really to say, is my breath of life, this connectiveness with God in this place of of healing and salvation, right? And for I can only speak from from a Christian point of view here. Is my breath of life of life aligned with that of God? Am I feeling the health and the salvation in my breath, in my walk, in my behavior, in my in my heart and in my spirit? And if I'm not, then there is some some brokenness there to to be healed from and so that's a whole nother um discussion and talk and maybe i can bring on some maybe some experts in this field i you know some pastors and some leaders in my life that can speak more into this discussion uh that i would love to get into the article kind of goes on to say that this health is wholeness where there was one separation now there is healing right once where there was once um death now there's aliveness right so there's this idea of being spiritually healthy is that we're connected there's this connection between between one and others one and god and this you know so it brings me right back to the definition that Brene brown had defined of spirituality now there's such a huge difference between finding that connectiveness yourself and finding yourself in a religious kind of uh, by the law by the books kind of quote-unquote faith if you can even call that faith um, where you're dictated by the extrinsic values of a religion versus the intrinsic experience of that religion right so this article does a great job of kind of also differentiating those two for you Um, and when you see the most benefit and health from 
this intrinsic internal uh, belief system is from the internal, not from the in- extrinsic, from this outwardly look. And that's when you can maybe assess and ask yourself if one, are you even in any alignment with acknowledging where you're at with your source of higher power? Like I said, for me, it's God, it's Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit. I'm as a Christian believe in the Holy Trinity. But for you, where are you? Where do you stand? And are you in a space of judgment of your own experience or even judgment of others? And that that is a cue for you to look at what's happening internally. Judgment is it doesn't serve us very well um, when it comes to being critical of self or others. Sure, we need <laughs> um, justice and a system and to be able to judge certain things and say, hmm, is this good for me, bad for me type of thing. But I'm talking about this on a more elevated level, so to speak, of the internal, intrinsic stuff that's happening to us. And so here are some things that I want to leave you with and some questions that maybe you should ponder as to where you're at with your spiritual health, right? And we can differentiate that between the intrinsic and the extrinsic of some religious values you may be holding. One, are you being motivated by some core internalized belief or are you being motivated by the norms of the group and the doctrine, right? Are Is it a deeply personal belief that you're holding or is it impersonal and structured and you're following it because the book says so, the pastor says so? So that's like question one and two. Three, would you say that you're not pressured to conform, but you're intrinsically wanting to transform who you are? That would be from a place of intrinsic value versus extrinsic um, where because someone else is saying so, you're you're changing your behavior or your point of view. And then lastly, and it's not exhaustive, but are you deeply other-oriented, right? Coming back to that connectiveness that we have with every single person on this planet, can you think of your values and your stance from a place of others, of putting others in your line of view? Or are you strictly self-oriented for your own sake and for your own sanity and for your own security. There's there's this very fine line between, um, yes, of course, taking care of yourself and building, building um, healthy boundaries and routines for yourself so that you can be there for others, right? We live in a communitive world. We do not survive this world alone. I can go back to the same, you know, one of my first episodes talking about we don't come into this world alone and we don't live this life alone. Just some things to think about your own spiritual health and journey. Are you motivated internally or externally? Is it deeply personal or impersonal? Are you pressured to, are you being feeling pressured to conform or transform intrinsically? And are you taking others others experiences into a deep account of who you are and how it impacts your relationship with that person and or that your relationship with the world at large right yes we're not interacting with every single human being in the world at all times but we can have a 
deep appreciation for the connections that we have with one another across the world and that there's this uniqueness to who we are but this also connectiveness um, because we live this human life so those are just some food for thoughts um, and just some beginning dialogue as to question and wonder where you're at on your spiritual journey and health and wellness um, I'd be happy to talk more about this. If you have some questions, definitely leave me a comment, message me on Instagram. Um, and I would love to have some more people on here to talk about this topic and discuss the importance of our spiritual health so that we can also be physically healthy and mentally healthy. Um, I believe all three need to be in alignment for us to have a whole and, and healthy life. Um, without one or the other, um, we are definitely um, living an unbalanced life. Full balance never exists. But if if one is an out of out of alignment, out of whack, the others will follow. And so you may be killing it in your physical realm, and you're you know got you know the lowest BMI and getting all the muscle weight, but if you're not taking the f- care of your spiritual health, eventually it's going to impact your mental ability and your mental ability will impact your physical health. And you may not see it right here, right now, based on your age and your youth, but there's just so much research to show that later down the line, there are some physical elements um, that come come to our body because we haven't addressed those inner pains. I have so much more to say on this, but I will leave you with that. And hopefully I will continue to bring on some more content for you to kind of understand where I'm coming from on this, um, so to speak, podcast platform and why I take spiritual health so seriously and how it transformed my life. And hence, I am engaging in this kind of open discussion and dialogue so that I can be... um, a partner with those who want to engage in their in their healing process and and their growth process and their growth journey. Um, so so great to be on here with you guys. I'm so excited to continue to bring you more content on my journey and this experience, and also just bring um, other guest speakers. Um, so. I have a few lined up that I'm so excited to share with you. So just be on the lookout um, sometime in September. You should There should be some guest on my show and I'm just looking forward to that. So gracias amiga. Adios. Amiga, that's a wrap for today. I pray this episode has blessed you in some way, brought you some clarity or inspired you to take your next step in faith and healing. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, I would love to hear about it. And the best way to thank me is by leaving me a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also screenshot this episode and post me and tag me at Amiga Arise. I would love to connect with you and be on this journey with you. You can also join my Facebook group and meet other women on the same journey. So until next time, I'll be praying with you, Amiga. Arise and shine daily. And may we pray, move, and grow together. God bless.